one, and we are live on the air. Heidi Ho, Silverliners, welcome back to the Lunch Ladies News Wrap. I'm Liz Coyne, Managing Editor here at Silverlinings, and I'm here with my trusty sidekick, Executive Editor Diana Guberts, to bring you the news from the last week. Diana, what say you? Uh, Diana says, I got a puppy, y'all! Oh, that's right, Silverliners. We have a new puppy, and his name is Diana. What'd you name Banjo. him? Banjo! Banjo, <laughs> yep. We've added Banjo to our animal menagerie here at the airship. So you can go on the homepage of Silver Linings, scroll all the way to the bottom, click on the team section, and you'll see a picture of Diana's brand new puppy, Banjo. And I'll tell you a little bit more about him at the end of the episode. Yep. So you're forced to stick around for the whole episode to find out more about Banjo the puppy. All right, so let's get started with the biggest news from this week. Ericsson and Nokia and their earnings reports, Diana. First, let's talk about Nokia. You and I both remember back at Mobile World Congress when Nokia rebranded itself with a big blowout booth, lots of circles and colors and going full steam ahead and what we thought was going to be cloud, cloud, cloud. But then... Dun, dun, dun. I know. Dun, dun, dun is right because Nokia decided to, they didn't sell, but they offloaded their cloud technology to Red Hat. So basically they're going to use Red Hat's underlying technology. That deal wasn't exclusive, remember, but it certainly seemed like a shift. And now, dun, 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 the plot thickens. Today, Nokia, we're recording on Thursday. So today, Nokia announced it was slashing 14,000 jobs. That's around 16% of its staff over the next three years. And it's hitting the reset button. Dan Jones is looking into this more for us, whether or not this 16% cut and the slash is part of that Mobile World Congress rebrand when it was going cloud, 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 or if this is something new, because they have had a not so great quarter. They reported a 20% dive in sales for the third quarter on a net income that fell to just $151.3 million. While the job cuts should save $1.3 billion off its top line, the vendor employs around 86,000 people. So 14000 is a really big cut. Yeah. And it seems like winter is here for not just them, but all of the Scandinavian vendors, Liz. The other big vendor, Ericsson, they're also struggling. And Ericsson had reported a $2.84 billion loss in Q3. They said U.S. network sales dropped. They took a $2.9 billion charge on their Vonage buy. You'll remember they bought that Vonage phone business. Mm-hmm. And in February, Ericsson had announced job cuts of, I think it was up to 8,500 people. We, of course, don't want to spend all our airtime on bad news. So what else do we have? We've got enough bad news happening in the world out there. So let's shift to some good news. And that's about how much AWS has spent on US cloud infrastructure since 2011. Diana, you wrote a great story on that. So why don't you give us the deets? Yeah. So I want to preface this by saying, It was a report from AWS, and AWS will have their own best interests at heart when releasing reports like this. But the company said it invested $100.9 billion in cloud computing infrastructure here in the U.S. in the 11 years from 2011 to 2022. And that included something like $92 billion on construction of those facilities, 
it talked up the GDP contributions, 21 point something billion from the construction and then another almost 16 from operations. I also just wanted to note that they have also taken a big chunk of tax breaks too. So there are two sides to the coin. Yeah, I totally agree there. And I, But it is pretty impressive to think how big this cloud computing infrastructure right now and how much these companies are investing in it. It really doesn't seem like there's any end in sight. Speaking of which, you wrote another good piece this week after speaking with Crusoe, a mid-sized data center operator, and going back to the fact that cloud infrastructure is booming. You had a great quote from Patrick McGregor, chief product officer, that really stood out to me. And he said that they just can't build fast enough. Things are sold out before they even offer them. So it sounds to me like this is a really big bright spot in the industry, don't you think? Yeah. And the interesting part about Crusoe, too, is that they're looking to do a more modular approach to data centers that brings the data centers to the energy sources, right? So in the past, some of our stories have pointed out that the electrical grid is already strained. And so what Crusoe is doing is taking the data centers into the field, into places like oil fields, over to wind farms, and plunking them down there to capture energy that otherwise wouldn't get used. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really fascinating. And I think there's something to that, right? Power could be a bottleneck, but it seems like there are folks out there who are exploring avenues to get around that. That kind of ties a little bit to the story you wrote last week about putting data centers underground. This is a trend that we're going to keep pursuing here on Silver Linings as well, in addition to liquid cooling, which is Diana's favorite nerdy topic. <laughs> that So we'll you know, keep your eye on the site. We're going to keep reporting on different ways you can power data centers and sustainable operations. Now, before we start our dessert story, which is going to be about Banjo, the puppy, just a couple notes on what's happening next week on the site. Dan Jones is going to be reporting on Marvell's 5G accelerators. Diana, you're going to be talking to Verizon. And we've also got a great story coming up for all you Java nerds out there on the state of Java. Anything else we've got on the horizon, Diana, that we want to talk about? I think that's most of it for now. I just put out a story today that we didn't get a chance to talk about that everybody should read. It's about cloud dependencies and how those could, quote unquote, ruin the cloud. So really interesting stuff. Guys, the content on our site is killer. And if you are not reading it, you should be. Yeah, you're going to miss out. But is it time to talk about Banjo yet? It is time to talk about Banjo. (laughs) Now, Diana, over to you to talk about Banjo. Okay, so Banjo is our new puppy. He just turned nine weeks old, and he is 16 pounds, so he's going to be a big boy. And we got his DNA test back, and he is a mix of Rottweiler, uh, Australian Cattle Dog, Australian Shepherd, Border Collie, and Great Pyrenees. So if you're out there going, wow, that sounds like a lot of high-energy breeds, yes, you're correct. But also, he's really cute. His, he's doing really well with training, and he's already making friends with our cats. So we have big hopes for him. He's very cute. He's got eyebrows, and he's a floof. So yes. make sure you check out our team page and see what his cute little snoot looks like. And check out also the photo of his big brother, Lincoln, and his siblings, Ziggy and Houdini, on our team page. Yeah, exactly. I think the team page now probably has more animals. More pets than people. Which is the way it should be. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we're the only cloud publication out there that has more pets than people. As because we just be. keep 
adopting more pets. I know I have two plus a lizard. I haven't put my lizard on the pets page yet, but I should. Um, You've got four pets now. I think Steve Mm -hmm. has four. I know at least two cats and a dog. Dan have a cat? No, Dan doesn't have any pets. Oh no, his friend has a cat. That's right. He showed us a photo. Anyway, we love pets here, guys. Yes, we do. All right. So pictures of your pets. Yes, send us (laughs) pictures of your pets. We could talk about them. If you got a good pet story, you might be featured on the show. All right. So let's wrap things up with some announcements. You can now submit entries for our Cloud Innovation Awards program. So don't wait. The deadline is October 27th. You can nominate your favorite cloud solution by going to www.tinyurl.com slash lunchladiespodcast. And once again, deadline is October 27th. Winners are going to be announced at our inaugural Cloud Executive Summit in December in Sonoma. That is from December 6th to the 7th. And speaking of that summit, we've got a lot of great speakers lined up to speak, including AWS, Build-A-Bear, KPMG, Cloudera, Caffeine TV, Carrie Lou, Palumi, and many more. So you don't want to miss that. Again, you can go to silverliningsinfo.com and click on the Cloud Executive Summit and register today. I think that's all for now, Diana. So I'm going to hand it over to you for the credits. This podcast is written and hosted by Elizabeth Coyne and Diana Gubertz. It is edited and produced by Matt Rickman. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. We are at episode 12 and we hope to see you for many, many more. That's all for today. Thanks everybody. See you next week on The Lunch Ladies.